Incoming transmission. Good morning, good morning. This is Tanuki Ranch, and just like you, I'm trying to unpack the enigma that is Altered State Machine. The goal of this recording is to help the community get caught up with everything ASM related. Just think of it as a quick, unofficial recap that you can listen to while making your coffee. Some AMA answers I'll read nearly verbatim so that I don't mix up the technical concepts. Other questions, I'll just provide a brief summary. For community brainstorms, we're just having fun speculating what might unfold in the future. These recordings are entirely for the community, so hit me up on Twitter or in the Discord and let me know what you'd like to hear next. I would strongly encourage you to check out any topics discussed in their entirety and head to the Discord server for the source material. That link can be found in the show notes. As a reminder, I'm simply relaying the questions and answers from a previous recording. This is in no way meant to be financial advice. Do your own research and don't make choices just because my summary or interpretation wasn't accurate. Are you ready? Suspend disbelief with me and try to keep up. Here we go. The team kicked off by giving Hal, the ASM CTO, access to the Leaks Discord channel for a cryptic activity that he had up his sleeve. They reintroduced John, who we met briefly on AMA 10, but gave him a proper welcome this time. John's the principal of data science and tokenomics, and he's working with Delphi on the tokenomics for ASTO and the liquidity bootstrap auction preparation, amongst a ton of other stuff for the project. John shared a little bit about his background, which is in data science, and over the past 10 years, he's built thousands of different models across a number of different industries. He said a company like ASM that's focusing on AI and ML was a very natural fit for him. Uh, he's in, He enjoys breaking down complex systems and really understanding um, all the different dynamics of how different groups interact with these different systems. The team then introduced the Agile framework that they've been using for their planning and execution of tasks that they have in front of them. Um, as a bold experiment, the team will be starting to expose the Agile pipeline directly to the community so that you can see exactly what their engineers and design teams and everyone else is working on. They'll provide two-week blocks of time so that we can see what's coming down uh, the roadmap and get a clear picture of the release schedules. There'll be uh, a page on the ASM site so that um, uh, that'll be updated every two weeks at the end of each sprint, which will probably be time to coincide with AMAs. Um, they'll plan to see how much information resonates best with the community, tweaking it to provide more or less information depending on feedback and community engagement. They're looking forward to a dialogue with the community on what's being developed. Carmen then posted a screenshot of the current week's release schedule, so check that out in the Discord. Um, they said this is an important step forward in terms of how they integrate with the community. Uh, Hal added that the agile methodologies allow them to receive, I'm sorry, to be reactive to the change in needs of their stakeholders, of which there are many. Um, so this allows them to be responsive and to start to incorporate community feedback as we build things together. They'll start with uh, high level milestones and save the really technical questions for AMAs. Hal then shared what he's been excited to leak to the community, which was a video that dropped into that he dropped into the leaks channel, which shed some light on the first brain utility. And we, we can expect to see that with uh, the thingies project. The team then let us know the more information about their partnerships with ABG, um, Authentic Brands Group. They've been actively building their collab project with them, and we can expect more information to come out in the next few weeks. Uh, the last announcement is the team will be at South by Southwest. 
the first question from the community asked about the patent that the team had filed and any details around the progress of that. Hal said that um, the key and first patent is pending and they've made some fine-tuned updates to the claims to hone in on some of the very specific aspects of the protocol. They don't really talk too much about the patents because they have three, maybe four in the works um, early this year to cover some of the cool stuff that they've been um, blending with the protocol. They're still discovering new, me uh, new mechanics and new ways of doing things. And until those are locked in, um, they're trying to keep it under wraps. The next question revisited uh, brain snow from the last AMA and the Zygor scene from fluff and the mushrooms. David said that it's a question for the newly hired person um, on the communications team, which will be working on this. And the messaging around the various projects and how others will tie together is also going to be coming from that individual. The follow-up question asked about um, dropping Asto to characters and how the weighting of Asto based on the characters will occur. Um, they haven't released the details around that, but will be a reverse claim drop. The longer that you wait, the more that you'll get. So it's a bit of a gamified way to pick up um, your mo to pick your moment to claim. And the way that it's designed is because the tokens are released over time. Uh, yeah, it's handed out over time. Um, community members will get 80% of the available supply of Asto tokens in the market when it's launched. For the first airdrop, um, they do, uh, they'll do to community members. And then uh, over time, early contributors will be able to vest and more tokens will come into the market. The total amount that they're allocating for the all-stars will be slightly less than the brains. But if you compare four all-stars to one brain and look at the maximum amount of time to claim your all-stars airdrop, then in that scenario, you may end up with a greater amount of Asto um, from the all-stars than the brain. If others drop out earlier than you, you can expect more um, if you wait uh, and end up with a trade-off in the timing. So the great thing of the Genesis brain airdrop is you'll be receiving that in uh, week two of the protocol, which is insane um, to think about. The last question from the community member uh, asked about the rarity of brains, um, the low end of the bell curve, uh, the extremely dumb brains, in other words. Um, the rarity that will matter is based on performance. Um, they can expose the performance of the brain so that their training um, and will be better indication of how they do in the long term. So in other words, the training is a better indication than the uh, IQ. Constraints do interesting things to AI and figuring out com a completely different way uh, that may not have been considered due to constraints. Um, while the IQ is an indicator of capabilities, not necessarily an indicator of performance. The next question asked about the color combinations of thingies um, matching the brains. Um, what happens with thingies that are all white um, and have an all white background? Um, there's more than uh, more that goes into generating the profile based off the thingies attributes than just color. Without digging into the inner workings of how they're doing it, uh, they wanted to clarify that it's not just uh, one thing impacting the brain. Um, a completely blank or white thingy won't be stupid. The team mentioned that uh, AI is involved in how paintings and furs are connected, but they're going to look to the fluff community, fluff community to share more, uh, more details. The next question asked if uh, the brains in the, inside the thingies will be their own separate NFT. The brains inside thingies are tightly related to the um, 
are tightly related to the brains and cannot be decoupled. The brains inside the thingies are very important to the thingy and are essentially a part of the thingy. Hal clarified the difference between a, um, a potentially highly lucrative activity with Genesis brains and the tightly coupled nature of thingies. The next couple of questions were about staking for asto brains and when in the process does the passing of hereditary AI come into play? The team said hereditary AI comes later down the track uh, once they have some things for our brains to train in. Because hereditary AI passes down the knowledge um, to their children, so they need to be learning skills and do that sort of stuff. Um, the staking to Gen 2 brains is happening to ensure that there are enough brains to service the AFA use case and also other upcoming use cases as well. There are a couple um, talking points around the concepts of passing down traits. If you imagine um, a breeding pair of brains and you imagine all the interesting combinations of the parents and the skills that the parents have learned in the context of their abilities uh, and an interwoven training history, it will have interesting similarities to the parents, but will be completely non-deterministic, similar to uh, life genetics and expected outcomes in that way. In other words, there will be a derivative um, of the parent's genome matrix, so there will be completely different families of brains. The details of constraints of reproduction has yet to be decided, and that will come later after the training occurs. Once data comes back and people are using their brains, um, we will know more about the supply and demand uh, to know more about breeding constraints. The next question asked if the full mapping of brains, um, as far as breeding goes, if you focus on certain traits from breeding, will those traits be reflected? Uh, the answer was just like with kids, the process is non-deterministic, similar to genetics. There's a higher likelihood, but with mutation, um, there are things that appear um, that you never imagine. The next question asked about the details of the Agile framework that the team is using. They said that they're doing a dual track approach so that they can push down updates based on stakeholder feedback. There are many stakeholders that uh, have been here since day one, and the team wants to be able to incorporate a whole channel of inspiration coming from the community. They're doing discovery for the industry to know how to best incorporate uh, the community into a project. The follow-up question asked about AI and how we timestamp memories because of the way that traits work and with neural networks for complex models and uh, the way that teams interact with each other, wanting to know if there's a possibility about how we timestamp how we train. So if you want a beefy character or a speedy character, is that something that's possible? Um, abilities are immutable things drawn from the genome matrix. The skills are the brains learning how to be uh, as successful as possible given those constraints. If you incentivize them to do altruistic skills uh, like assists or good passes, then we see a strategy coming out of it with discrete reinforcement. Um, they're going uh, after discrete reinforcement learning and we'll get some uh, deep in the weeds AI conversations going in one of these AMAs. The next question asked about training um, in gyms and how interactive the training process will be. Is it something that we will interact with? Um, the team, I'm sorry, the training the team has set up has a whole bunch of levers and knobs that can be exposed from the machine learning process. But at the time uh, the game launches, the team will refine 
what the available sliders and knobs will be um, to focus on specific things. So you send it off to do those things and have it come back. They're working on um, other projects and collabs that they're advising on, which look at exposing um, those in the runtime. Um, you can reward or punish a certain behavior, which is uh, a simple reinforcement interaction. The ability of uh, things that you can do is quite broad, but um, for AFA, they will give some sliders to focus um, or ignore on certain things. The next question asked about South by South Southwest details, and the team confirmed that David, Lenny, and Carmen will all be there. Um, they have some activities on the 12th and the 13th of March. Um, the follow-up question asked about um, uh, collabs and which direction um, the help is, is happening. Um, some of the conversations specifically are around the interoperability of many assets for the new ecosystem. And we'll see all-stars in other places other than on the football pitch. Uh, the all-stars name came later down the track and were originally named puckers because the first prototypes look like a hockey puck. Um, the next question was, have there been any conversations around bosses and primes and what they're likely um, to get rewarded with? The official announcement is that bosses are being provided unique arenas. Um, there are quite a few more to be revealed. Um, they also said that primes have special stuff as well. And it's a different mechanic, but it would be equally cool. The next question asked about um, training um, and the sliders that we'll be able to adjust. Um, will there be a flat rate for training based on the scale or can we pay more to train faster? Hal said that it's not fully locked down, um, but you pay for the amount of experiences that you put through. You incentivize um, one uh, of our all-stars to score goals, for example, and the cost of training will be directly tied to the amount of training that you put them through. Um, once there are other gyms, will the owners of those gyms be able to set the price based off of a higher level of training? Um, this will be something uh, in phase two of the protocol, which is decentralized training. Um, when people are bringing their GPU capacity um, to training environments, there will be a, a market to be made. So yes, um, they will be able to set the price via price discovery. Um, next question was, has the team looked into self-service training? Uh, yes, the extremely talented team of engineers have looked into a lot of different models. Um, thingies are a different type of model, for example. The next question asked about the interoperability of things like MetaPortal, ZooDAO, and how important those will be. Um, the whole point of what they're doing is open interoperability, and they're all releasing tools to interact with themselves and other projects and bringing the ecosystem together. Um, they're going to start with very highly curated list of projects um, where the integrations are really deep. And then over time, as the tools are honed, it will be easy to pick them up and evolve. The next caller asked about um, the car pictures that have been leaked recently and, and the autopilot feature in those pictures. Uh, David, Jeffrey, and Aaron all love cars and try to collect them to the best of their abilities um, without leaking too much about Jeffrey's project. Um, they do want to remind us uh, about the open and interoperable metaverse. Another interesting note was how Fluff House LA um, event was taking place in a car museum. Uh, the next question asked, 
how much will training and games be on chain? And will we pay gas fees for training? The team said that phase one uh, training will be centralized and happen on the ASM backend. Um, the training process will happen with the intelligence mining cluster on the backend and the output um, to that comes, uh, the output will be signed and appended um, to the memory tree on chain. Um, phase two is to make sure that it scales correctly and make sure that um, they don't need to mess around with decentralization um, for the introduction of the game. So they can have a smooth introduction and decentralize it over time for phase two. Decentralized training has some deep math around consensus. So there will be a technical deep dive on the horizon to get into the weeds. The next caller would like to better understand the brain breeding details, as well as uh, spawning of Ava All-Stars. And then last, um, they wanted to know if there's a way to get an arena without um, owning a boss. Uh, yes, there will be a way to get an arena without a boss. More details will be released on that. Um, brains will have two ways of producing more brains. One is uh, genome mining, which will provide fresh brains to the marketplace and allow for lower access to new entrants. Uh, the second is uh, breeding function of brains to pass down uh, training and experience after uh, training comes. The breeding of APHA will be a mix up of two breeding pairs similar to uh, a child, but a random element as well. Um, which gives them new designs and traits that can be introduced into the ecosystem over time. Um, if two all-stars are the same family, for example, there's a higher chance the child will be the same. The next question is about configuration and making sure if you uh, want something a certain way, then go for it. Um, and the team said, correct, configuring isn't mandatory and it's just up to personal preference. Um, the team can't imagine any reason why they'd want to enforce a configuration um, at this point in time. The next question asked if it was advantageous to unbox sooner rather than later. Um, the team said that there will be a point where it'll be advantageous, but the team will give plenty of notice when that um, takes place. For example, the brain airdrop, if you want to participate in the upcoming LBA, then um, it would be advantageous for you to open the box to be ready for that event. Um, Hal wrapped up the AMA by letting everyone know that he dropped uh, a hunt into the leaks channel. And he explained that um, of the many giveaways that have occurred, they've been more centered around a creative audience. And so he set up a hunt for the more technical folks in the community. And um, really just created something for the right brainers out there. Okay, so that's a wrap for AMA 11. Um, we'll see you back here either for a community interview or um, the next AMA. See you guys in the Discord. Wow.